0: Upon us, it's that time of year. Brandy and eggnog, there's plenty of chair. There's lights on the trees and there's wreaths to be hung. There's mischief and mayhem and songs to be sung. There's bells in this holly, the kids are gung ho. True love finds a kiss beneath fresh mistletoe. Some families are messed up while others are fun. If I you think yours is crazy well you should see howdy everybody Cable
1: Smith welcome to each and every one of you into episode 105 of justified Pursuit alongside as always the good counselor Chisholm Cook who is appropriately wearing his uh, tar and feather tyrants t-shirt today which I you know I didn't have that at the top of the list but we might as well start with that uh, after we exchange pleasantries uh, how are you my friend? I'm doing pretty well this morning, man. Um it's been a roller coaster of a week starting with Sunday morning when one of my daughters got stung by a wasp in a deer blind and then uh about an hour and an hour to an hour and a half later started breaking out in hives and Ugh. yeah, that wasn't fun. Um but we kind of always start with my stuff. I I'd like you to uh share a little bit about your last week. You've had a a, a big sort of roller coaster week as well. Did you get yeah, I guess you didn't shoot anything bow hunting yesterday, huh? No, I saw a young ten point yesterday in Oklahoma, but uh, let him let him walk. Uh, yeah, went to Nebraska to try to redeem myself for this uh, hunt that went haywire two years ago. It was just one one thing after another. Uh, I don't remember what happened with that. Uh it was a muzzleloader hunt, and uh, I was there with the previous apparel sponsor that uh, you know hipster hunters now. Seem to like to wear a lot, um, but anyway, the photographer was basically—I was his yuck monkey—and he was making me do, you know, put me through the the paces for this photography shoot. Uh, you know, we'd hunt, and then he'd be like, "Okay, now come down the river bottom and walk through the river, and blah blah blah. I'm gonna take these pictures of you." And anyway, the muzzleloader, the sling broke, and the gun fell to the ground, and we never could get it back on consistently back on paper, and I ended up missing two bucks. So immediately rebooked, and. uh You know, two years later, shot at 10.30 minutes into the first morning. It was awesome. Which was, which was, uh, uh, blessed timing. God was hooking you up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because as I told you, Aaron and I got into, you know, how last, last week I was like, oh, I'm not going to take the Sudafed because I want to, you know, do my marital duty before I go out of town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ended up in a big, uh, fight that evening. So no, no sex was had. And all I did was feel like crap all day because I never took any pseudofed. So that was pointless. And, um, it was over this, over our dog was essentially the, the gist of the argument because she's back at the trainer, seems to be a little gun shy, not good for hunting dog. And, uh, I'm like on the. I'm on the side of the fence and I'm trying to drag Henry with me that we should just get rid of this dog if it doesn't work out. Like, (laughs) uh, as well, here's the deal. And uh, I think my lovely bride always thought I was kidding when I said, I'm not feeding a dog that doesn't hunt because it's pointless for me. We need, the dog needs to be, it needs to hunt and it needs to be a family pet and it has to be both things at the same time. If it isn't, uh, I'm not interested in any kind of relationship with that animal. So no more useless mouths to feed. Exactly. No, n- I'm sorry. Not more. No useless mouths to feed. Yeah. And, uh, and just to be clear, Chisholm's a hundred percent on my side on this thing, uh, as far as the dog, because he could give a rat's ass about a dog. Uh, he, doesn't like his, he doesn't even like that's, his own dog
0: <laughs> but yet his own dog still lives with him
1: and I think that's the point of story. Wait, he call wait, the story he's calling a timeout here is that uh, no. maybe I need to be o- more open minded <laughs> about this dog. I don't dislike my dog but yeah. I don't consider dogs people I will make that abundantly clear <laughs> and yeah. I agree with the utility especially of a lab that has been trained and came from a uh, hunting background and was supposed to serve said purpose but yeah. to your point uh sometimes we have to make sacrifices i think that's where you're going with that (laughs) as far as the counselor's counsel uh yeah so she's like you know well your kids love the dog i love the dog and i was like that's great and they will love the next dog that i you know replace her with which is true yes and 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 Mm -hmm. my parents got rid of the first dog we ever had after a couple years of this dog was a wild ass banshee and just destructive in the house (laughs) Oh, oh, and Jojo the other day uh, got up on the counter while we were in the garage, literally ten feet from her. Just we were outside and she was inside. The girl's birthday was the day after Thanksgiving, and my wife made this cake. And then we walked back into the house, and half the cake is gone. So she got up on the counter and ate it. And I was like, "Well, she's a piece of crap in the house, and she doesn't want to hunt." I was just, just like, "This isn't this isn't something I'm interested in." And also, to be fair, like there's a level of resentment that I will have towards that dog for her entire life. And people can say that's harsh or whatever, but this is an investment as a, as a hunting utility. If she isn't going to do it and she's going to be destructive in the house, I'm like, oh, man, that's just the worst of both worlds. So bye. That's where I'm at. But that is not where the majority of your family is. And 100% of the ladies in your house. Right. And probably Henry, too. But I'm, I can drag Henry to the dark side. He, he can be he can be converted to anti Jojo. Boy is going to follow daddy's lead. <clears throat> the question yeah. is, is it a wise decision to defy your family over this animal? <laughs> I also asked my wife if she, her parents ever got rid of a dog, which the answer was yes. You, you got rid of a dog. Look, we're all here. We're all happy. We still love dogs. Just not those dogs. And I don't want to sign up for a decade of just living with an animal that I don't like. Like when I look at her, if she doesn't hunt, I will see failure. And <laughs> that's what I will see. Because I didn't get it as a pet. Like it's, it's the different mindset. Like that's not why I got that dog. You know, so people that don't have hunting dogs probably think this is a very harsh conversation, but this is reality. And, uh, I mean, you should see what guys like, like lion guides, they have a dog that doesn't hunt. That dog doesn't go get rehomed. That dog gets a 22 in the head. Yep. And I'm, that's not what I'm looking to do. I love, I love the dog, right? But I don't want to live with something that I don't like. And, uh, and luckily I have. <laughs> Aaron's Aaron's sister and her wife and then also my youngest brother and his wife all signed up to take the dog so we could, the kids could even like do visitation you know like see the dog once in a while but I would be free of the headache currently the dog is I don't remember you trainer. telling me that there was already a taker I remember you saying that you had uh, encouraged or, or tried to find, you know, made a big stink about it at Thanksgiving about maybe getting someone in the family to take it, but I don't remember you, you not, know, I don't remember you indicating that somebody, sounds like two of your yeah. very close uh, <laughs> siblings and siblings-in-law would be willing to take it off your hands. That's That does to me, that lays a little bit of a foundation. You may have some ground, to yeah. some room to room to maneuver. Well, so I beat her ass when she ate the cake. I, she already got her ass beat one time for getting on the counter and eating sushi like a year ago. I'm like, you don't, like, if you're stupid on top of not wanting to hunt, like, then like I don't want a dumb animal around. I don't want, the, I don't want stress in my life, Chisholm. That's the bottom line. Just life is stressful enough. I don't want added, added, uh, an animal that only brings me what the opposite of pleasure would be the best <laughs> adjective for this beast at this point. Um, but yeah. She's at the trainer right now. And like, like I told you in our conversation, because I was driving through South Dakota, south or, uh, South to Nebraska to this hunt. And I called you. and was like, let me bounce this off of you. Oh, and also I was like, w- the sex did not happen. Here's what happened instead. And, you know, she's crying and I'm yelling. And it was just like, the dog is at the trainer right now. And Rusty told me that she's ducking when that's the problem. She's not seeing birds fall, which means she can't mark them. And that defeats the purpose of having a bird dog, a lab to go fetch ducks or dove or whatever. He says she's ducking when he shoots over her. So I don't know if it can be sorted out or not, but he has identified the problem. And, uh, yeah, we'll see that the balls in her court. I can get over all the house, the in the house stuff. I can, we can fix that, you know, but the, the purpose of the dog is to kind of be like the unofficial mascot of my, my business, my real job. And, uh, if she's not going to hunt then I don't. It's, po- it's a pointless relationship for me and her and I will get another dog and I will love that dog and I will look at this dog as a thorn in my side uh- <laughs> uh, so there, Cable's an asshole I don't care, I don't, you know, that's where we're at, nah. you told me just to maybe swallow, take one for the team and just be like, Jojo's part of the family uh <laughs> I have so many questions. One, he hadn't identified this ducking issue before returning the dog yell for the season. He told me that she was a little hesitant around the guns, but he thought that in hunting situations, she would associate the joy of hunting and just get over it. Like my first dog, Maverick. First one down, she'd put it all together. I got Maverick and we, you know, we're at Baylor together and that dog hated guns, hated them, but he didn't know that that was tied into hunting, which he didn't even know he liked until some some of our attorney brothers were like uh, bring bring maverick we're going duck hunting and i was like he really hates fireworks i don't think this is going to go well I, n- I didn't even own a shotgun I had to go buy a shotgun take maverick we are shooting everyone's missing dogs trying to run away i have to tie him to the blind finally someone shoots a duck i let him off of his leash he goes and gets the duck of course he didn't bring it to my hand he dropped it at my feet because he didn't have any training but that was it he was never gun shy again so i think that was like rusty's thing like well she'll be fine she'll She'll love right. to hunt, and she just isn't doing yep. it. Uh, so then my second question is, have you brought this up since your return? So so, uh, it, <clears throat> so Cable leaves last Wednesday night, I think, yeah. and um, all of his best laid plans fall apart. He's now in a uh, serious dispute with his lovely wife about the future of this uh, dog that don't hunt. Uh, and to, yeah, I, I will reiterate, I, you know what, I, things I are don't great at home right now because the dog's not here and it hasn't been brought up since I've gotten back. And sexy time has been great. So, <laughs> all everything's squared there. We're good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> my, my counsel to my, my dear friend, one of my very best friends was let this non hunting sleeping dog lie until Rusty has a chance to sort it out and then pick the thread back up on this because what you're going to do is alienate your wife from your hunting this is more about you the fact you're leaving for a week to go to nebraska and then this is how god works man so so he's supposed to leave for a full week to go to nebraska and his wife's upset about this dog situation. I am of the opinion that what she's really upset about is the fact that his job lets him leave for weeks at a time, many, many times throughout the year. And this happened to have been one where they had sick kids in the house as he's leaving. Mm-hmm. And on the way out door, he's like, by the way, I'm getting rid of the effing dog when I get back because the dog doesn't hunt. So now we've made hunting the problem. It's not <laughs> the dog. It's the hunting. Right. But she's also suffering from uh, uh what's that? I always forget what it's called. Um but the the doublethink, right, the Orwellian doublethink um, of the idea that hunting actually helps pay the bills, so it's his job, so she can't, like, really attack the hunting part. It's a tough part, job, so but somebody has to do it. She, but, but that's where the frustration is born from, that he's leaving for a week to go to Nebraska, and as he pointed out, God blessed him with a nice you know, mature 10 point on for the first morning, which meant he got to get his ass back to the house like five or six days early. So thank you, uh, Lord for, for, for that blessing and for the hookup now, I definitely hooked up when I got back on the dog, uh, until further notice. So actually I got to go to my sister-in-law's birthday party on Saturday night, which I wasn't supposed to make. That made my wife happy. And then, but here's the funny part. She, it comes out at dinner we're sitting there with my sister-in-laws and uh, it comes out at dinner that Aaron had told Morgan, because I told you she called me the dictator, that I was right. be- being a dictator. And I said, okay, show me one example in our relationship where I've put my foot down to the point where it's an absolute unequivocal no. And the, and the thing is. You better ready to duck when you, you slung that boomerang. Right there in. aren't. Okay. She so you didn't have one. There aren't. Because I, I have a strong opinions, but if she keeps putting the pressure on me, I eventually give in. To right. to if it's the kids or her or whatever, and it might be two weeks that it takes me, but I give in, and I'm I'm not getting. I, our conversation has led me to think, okay, maybe I should give in on this one, but I have not con- conceded to that. We'll see how it goes with Rusty. But funny enough, she's telling her sister over the phone, and now they're rehashing this conversation, and uh, she said, "Yeah, the cable's being a dictator," and Christina Morgan's wife was like, "What are they talking about?" what are y'all talking about? And Morgan says, Oh, Aaron was just being a bitch to cable before he went out of town. (laughs) Oh, calling him a dictator. I like your sister-in-laws more and more. more, The more I hear about them. Yeah. (laughs) they Sound awesome. So, so that was funny. And Aaron's laughing and she, I think could admit that part of it was probably it wasn't, the fight wasn't warranted. And it probably did have a lot to do with me going out of town and the kids being sick. Dude, I know that's where that all started. It was a perfect storm of things. Not that I agree with Morgan necessarily about your your wife's <laughs> attitude, but uh, just her style and approach sounds pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I, I I think that the situation is going to sort itself out. I just think you need to s- just just kick the can down the road as far as you can for now. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe I'll get a male lab next. Uh, yeah. Our next dog will be another male. I've um, done two females in a row, but you know, and a lot of, to be fair. It isn't fair to Jojo because of how great of a dog Bell was. Who, when I brought her to your place um, last December, mm. you're like, oh, why you should put that dog down." And we've talked about that, but yeah, Bell still had another month of hunting in her, and she picked up eleven ducks the day before she died. And I had this Porsche for eleven years, and now I think I'm, you know, I'm looking at this other dog, and it's not fair to compare her to the last one. I guess just big shoes to fill. Eh there's lots of good bird dogs out there (laughs) Uh, another strike against jojo (laughs) (laughs) i don't know this idea that you can't i mean anybody who's been a a lifelong dog man you know you talk to like my grandfather you know anybody who's done this stuff 30 and 40 plus years they always have that one or two or three that they you know their eyes light up when they talk about that one dog from 30 years ago right so yeah yeah, it's a roller coaster they're not all going to be bells um but uh you can always try to upgrade. <laughs> yeah. No. But not at the expense of your marital peace. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, if the dog won't <laughs> hunt and I and I end up taking one for the team, then I'm going to be stuck with two dogs. That's what's going to happen. Because I'm going to get a hunting dog, which is what I thought we had here. But hopefully Rusty can sort her out. That's what he does. And, and, I, and I, I, my, my, my thought is that's probably where you will come to... Uh, a resolution on this if that dog doesn't figure it out especially if there's family willing to take it off your hands i know my wife if i was like this dog doesn't hunt and so we're either getting rid of it we're gonna have two dogs she would be like let's compromise and get rid of this one (laughs) but that's my way so Uh, we're in a state of flux hopefully the ball's in her court and she will figure it out But yeah, That's so I shot the deer help. in the first thirty minutes, the first morning, and th- th- my wife was like, "Wow, that never happens. Usually, it's like the last day." And you know, I was like, "Well, you know, there's a rule in in hunting, and it's uh, don't pass up something on the first day that you would shoot on the last day." So I saw that ten point walk out, and was like, eh, "I feel bad shooting thirty minutes in the first day, but yeah, no, yo, never go home early." <laughs> yeah, no, that that like I said, I, I I sincerely believe that God was hooking you up. Because the problem was not the dog, the problem was you were gone. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So which kiddo got stung by the wasp that you found out? Sarah. Sarah. And it was crazy. So, so Riley's birthday was Monday. My oldest she turned fourteen and wanted to take a few of her friends from the horse farm out to the ranch, but they had we had a middle middle school dance Friday night. So her and Charlotte had that going on, and I had a 5k saturday morning with that food pantry that i'm part of uh so we were it was a quick one-day trip this is the long and short of that so got down there saturday went drove around clay and his son drew met us down there picked up the cards put them in a blind I cooked some elk and some Gimsbach that he he shot. Did I tell you, have you heard? So Clay went to New Mexico. He drew a Gimsbach tag in New Mexico huh. this year. And so right after I got back from Montana, he went to New Mexico on this Gimsbach uh, hunt and shot a 35 plus inch Gimsbach nice. bull, uh, maybe even 38 plus. It was a nice one. Um, so anyway, he brought some of that. It was delicious. Much like the, you know, those are. I know you know this, but oh yeah, it's an orcs, right? <clears throat> whether it's a Gimsbacher, it was very same as the scimitar that i shot this past year. But anyway, um, cooked on Saturday night and then Sarah wanted to go hunt, uh, go sit with me Sunday morning. She's been really adamant all year that she wants to get up and sit and everything. So we headed out and, and how old is Sarah? She's eight. She's my third. Yeah, of four. Um, we we're going to go to this blind where Charlotte, my 12-year-old. Second. There's an 8 point <clears throat> that I want her to take out this year and Charlotte has been um less than gung-ho <laughs> so far this season it's either cold or too early and I'm like those are all the perfect right deer hunting things you want it cold and you got to get up or, you yeah. know so she didn't get up so Sarah and I went to watch this buck <clears throat> and he's been a he's well it's the 8 that we tried to get hunt uh Henry, Henry on last year uh, the, you know, he got one, but we had two picked out. And there was one that is evading you guys like crazy. Well, he's evaded us so far this year. Um, he'll be super consistent until somebody sits and then he doesn't pop up. Well, he did force that morning and that, I'll get to that part. But <clears throat> So we get to the blind and it's one of those two nice blinds that we have, the double blinds, you know, the mm-hmm. you know, the good fiberglass and everything. And uh, I always let the kids walk up the stairs first so that I can catch them if they stumble or something, you know. So she gets to the door and those Two blinds, those big doubles have the door latches like on an RV, right? The little flapper latch thing. She reaches in, opens the door, and when she opens it, there's a hundred wasps inside. Um, and it's dark. Yeah, it is still. Yeah, I mean, it' not first light yet. And um, I think I think my cousin's husband had not shut it all the way the other day when he sat during Thanksgiving, and um, so like the whole perimeter of this one window was just covered in wasps that were for anybody who has dealt with all that. You know, if it's 45 or below, they're just like basically frozen still. But, you know, between 50 and 60, they're they they're not flying. They kind of like just, they're kind of crawling and they just fall. They're very harmless, but there was a bunch of them, right? So I was like, hey, go back down to the bottom of the stairs while I spray these wasps. So I sprayed all these wasps, soaked half the blind. And then I hear crying down there. And I'll be honest, such a jerk. I still feel like such a jerk. I was like, what's wrong with you? Sarah's always tended to cry pretty easily, right? But she's mm-hmm. getting a lot tougher. Um, probably to the point where we've overcorrected, which this indi- this incident <laughs> indicates. <clears throat> she's like, I got uh, you know, I got poked on the finger. Can I come back up? And I was like, Yeah, come back up. So I was like, What do you mean you got poked on the finger? And she was like, When I when I opened the door, something poked me on the finger. She didn't make a sound when she opened yeah. this door. It was like you know, a minute, two minutes later, all of a sudden she's crying, right? So we had walked through some grass. I thought maybe she'd got a sticker burr. She's saying it happened when she opened the door. So we hadn't even encountered the wasps yet. Right. So I start watching it and uh, it starts to become clear, like the tip of her finger swung a little bit, like maybe there was a wasp inside that latch. Sure enough, there was. I I found it when we got out. So she'd been stung by a wasp when she opened the latch. Yeah. And um, we sit back down in the blind or sit down in the blind. And she's like, I think I want to go back. And I was like, well, sweetie, we can do that. But if we go back now, we're we're not going to come back out. Feeder's going to go off in like 15 minutes. That's where I really feel like a jerk. I should not have put it on (laughs) her to like override her desire to sit. You know, she's like, well, okay, I guess we'll sit. But there's also part of me that's like, you know, my job as dad is to help one of my jobs is to help these kids be tough, right? And persevere a little bit, right? And I've been stung by a thousand wasps. I've never had a reaction to it. I'm watching her closely and, you know, I kept checking it every few minutes. Her middle finger swole up a little bit. Her hand wasn't swelling. Her arm wasn't swelling. There was no rash popping up. Kept asking her how her throat felt. All that. St- and she was fine. Other than her finger hurt, right? Which would be expected. Sure enough, that buck comes out. That man, he was locked on us the moment he stepped out. That deer. You know, I, we, I don't remember. We weren't making a whole lot of noise. Like That old buck. He's probably six, maybe even seven this year. I mean, He was mm-hmm. just like on us the whole time. So now I'm being stupid thinking, well, the deer's out. And I want Charlotte to kill it. So he can't just like bust out of the blind. All the deer's standing on the field, right? dad fail after dad fail after dad fail anyway <clears throat> um so we're watching the buck and i'm keeping a really close eye on her and i'm not saying anything that indicates she's gonna have a reaction right and she's being tough she's not crying she's yeah. like it hurts i was like does it hurt more or less she's like the same and um you know i have probably watched him for 40 30 or 45 minutes or so and she finally is like i think i want to go now you know and i was like all right let's he's gonna leave here in a second he's getting antsy we're, we'll get out of here you know finally walks out we go to take off. I confirm the wasp inside the latched Darn thing doubles back out while we're like loading, like getting out. Right. So he we end up spooking him off anyway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Head home. And she seems fine. Again, she hadn't been crying for 45 minutes. Get into the house. Ashley's up. And, you know, Sarah's looking distraught and sad, right? Within a couple of minutes of walking in the house, she starts breaking out in hives. It's been an hour, at least an hour, maybe even an hour and a half since she was stung. Um, But like, I kind of Ashley and I both feel like maybe the the ride in the buggy and the cold air and stuff kind of like got her blood pumping and helped trigger this reaction. Right. Anyway, she goes from like a couple of little red blotches on her arm to her whole, you know, basically her whole body is covered in them. The next thing you know, she's like, my ear itches. I have this bump feeling on my tongue. Another reason that I didn't just freak was I figured, you know, if she starts to show any kind of reaction, I'll I'll haul ass back and we'll give her some Benadryl and, you know, we will be fine. Right. Well, because we were only there for a day, Ashley didn't have her typical little emergency kit with her. She didn't, you know, I didn't think she needed to bring it. Right. Right. So she didn't have her kit of drugs and stuff with her. And then it turns out the only Benadryl we had on hand at the house was expired in 2015. Give it a shot. <laughs> we did. We gave her two of them, two adult Benadryls, but it meant in like a five minute window, it went from nothing to hives everywhere and this itchy feeling in her ears and throat. And so, you know, Ashley's like, I gotta, I gotta take her. So my folks, mom, mom FaceTime, Sarah, as they drove into town, uh, which I mean, you've been there. Ensenal yeah. is nothing of a town. Uh, dad checked with Beto and Beto was like, you know, take her to the, the new fire station. It's right. Right. When you get off the, Caliche Road onto that paved road to head to 35. It's is Beto a real Mexican or is he a fake one like Robert Francis? Beto is a real Texan of, of Mexican heritage, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's not a fake Irish Beto. Right. Um, anyway, <clears throat> and she found we had an EpiPen out there. It was expired too. She has Charlotte ride shotgun while well, I stay home with all these kids that are still asleep. And, um, you know, you know how long it's a nine mile bumpy, muddy road and she gets her to the, em. she gets her to the fire station. She has to like wake the fireman up and uh, this EMT gets up and checks her blood pressure, checks her pulse. She's fine. He felt like, you know, where she was was like the peak of the reaction. She never got to where she couldn't breathe. She never got anywhere near any of that stuff. So he didn't do any further treatment. He was like, yeah, these expired drugs, you know, they don't, they, they're not dangerous. They just yeah. wane in efficacy. Right. So, you know, if that's all you got, Like you said, give it to him. Same thing with the EpiPen. He was like, EpiPens will wane in in efficacy, but, you know, they're still pretty potent for a long, long time. So So they're they're still better than the (laughs) vaccines. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because at one time, those medicines actually did work. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. They did work. And even seven years expired, this Benadryl seems to have done something where, you know, it only takes six months for these shots to do nothing. So, yeah. Anyway, so she was fine. She had kind of the, the rash for the rest of the day, but then woke up Monday morning a lot better and um it was I, uh, I I I've been beating myself up. I I stopped by the EMT on the way out myself and, you know, just to thank him and he was like, "Dude, you did everything right. You didn't know that she was going to have a reaction and when she started to, y'all jumped all over it, right?" And yeah. you know, we certainly will have fresh Benadryl on hand and uh, get some get her a prescription for some EpiPens and all that cuz they do say that the second time come on faster and can get worse right so Mm. um the one part that's really been eating me up since day one is since it happened is like while we're sitting there and she's sort of you know sad and and her fingers hurt and she's like dad i'm glad i got stung instead of you because i wouldn't Mm. hurt yeah dude she's such a sweetheart Mm. but uh you know on the flip side of all that there was um that's really so so ashley had charlotte holding the epi pin as she's running down the road. Charlotte is tasked with giving this kid an injection if she suddenly is having trouble breathing, right? My 12-year-old, right? So Charlotte is reading, like memorizing the instructions on it and is, is ready to rock. And when they got back, she went straight to their bunk room and prayed. Mm-hmm. Ashley saw her go in there and pray by herself. And that was like amazing. And then my oldest who's sitting here with me, who is not a hugger. <laughs> she is not... <laughs> Her love language is not touch. <laughs> uh, she saw how upset I was and came and gave me like the biggest realest hug that maybe we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so it was one of those right. things,
1: man, where it was it was scary, 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 but also I don't know, somehow like rewarding that we're kind of doing everything right, you know. Sarah's getting tougher, her sisters are prayerful. Um, but then the damnedest thing, man. So, you know, now I'm trying to make sure that she doesn't end up with a complex, right? I'm. I i do not care what anybody says. Wasps, bees. It, generally, if you just leave them alone, they come in and out of the blind with me all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not an issue. And so I told her. I was like, the only reason you got stung is because there was a wasp inside that place where you stuck your fingers. Right. Like that was right. totally random. You know, unfortunate. Freaking Monday. Ashley is at her market. She's getting ready to leave. She's standing in the middle of the parking lot talking to somebody, holding her like wallet in her hand and she gets stung on the hand, like completely out of nowhere by a bumblebee. She's never been stung by a bee or a wasp. So she spends all Monday afternoon with her like whole hand and forearm swelling up. She didn't end up with hives, but she also took Benadryl immediately. Um, But like all, all day, her arm hurt all the way up to her armpit, you know, and they just, they have these like, wicked reactions. But the, and the crazy thing is both her and Sarah got stung by scorpions this year. And the scorpion was like a non thing. Like it hit hard. And they were, you know, pretty upset for 20 minutes, but then it goes, it just completely went away. They didn't even have any residual soreness. Yeah. Ashley was like shocked that she was panicking when it happened, but within 30 minutes, she was like, yeah, it's not that bad. And I was like, yeah, no, I've been stung by them four times. Right. Yeah. But man, bees and wasps, uh, no bueno. I'm getting back to like what I could have done, should have done. I, I asked Ashley, I was like, if I had brought her back right away and she wasn't having a reaction, would you have given her medicine? She's like, no, I wouldn't have given her any medicine until she started breaking out in hives. So I don't know that it would have changed anything, but right. Uh, going forward, if we get stung by a wasp, we're coming back and getting Benadryl right away, regardless. So have I ever told you about when I had to super glue Henry's eye shut?
0: man, at the I beginning like of COVID,
1: I, uh, maybe it, it was like a cut above his eye, right? Yeah, his eyelid, but you accidentally, uh, sh- I was putting up a new barbed wire fence around a yeah. feeder and this is like right when yeah. COVID hit and, and I'll tell you what it was. It was, we went, got back from spring break and school never went back in. Like it was the spring break that never quit and so we went to the deer lease me and the kids aaron had to work and putting up this barbed wire fence to keep the cows off the feeder and i just hear the screaming i look over and i'm like henry's covering his eye i'm like please not his eyeball lord please not his eyeball yeah and he's got this huge gash on his eyelid where he had just stupidly walked into the fence that i just put up just not paying attention i call aaron and i'm like you know we're gonna. If I can't take him to the hospital, right? Because we're all gonna get COVID and die, because that's what this was like a weekend <laughs> of the thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. This is this uh, was in y'all we still at sanit- this point is the people in Italy that are just dying everywhere. This, this is, is why y'all chances. are still sanitizing your groceries. And- yes. So yeah. they go to the Dollar General. And and the kids, what is that? Two years ago? Henry's seven and the girls are five. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to the Dollar General. I'm gonna leave the kids at Deerlease at the Deer Lease, and I'm gonna go do this. Okay, fine. So I go get the superglue. I come back and I superglue the kid's eye shut his eyelid. I'm like, he could have needed stitches maybe. Uh, then So we go to bed that night and we wake up the next morning. And so his eye's swollen. And the next morning I, I, I see him and I'm looking at him like, why are both of your eyes swollen? He got stung by a wasp on his other eye while he was sleeping. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, that The picture of the kid, he's got his, he's giving me two thumbs up, but he can't see out of either eye. I mean, it was just priceless. (laughs) But uh, I didn't feel like a dick uh, because I called my wife and, you know, I didn't have that moment where I was like, dad fail. I was like, I did. I mean, obviously felt horrible for him that he did that. But Aaron looked at it when we got back a couple days later and she's like, yeah, you did a good job. Super glue in his eye and he didn't need stitches. Barely has a scar there. You can't even see it because it's on his eyelid, but. I'm calling it Um, a dad fail on myself, but everyone I've talked to, including that EMT, is like, dude, you you did just what you were supposed to do. Yeah, you don't don't, know. You don't panic about something until you have reason to know you have a problem, right? Mm. I got stung by a wasp in the pool this year, uh, just unprovoked. It was swimming around and just, I was like, ow, something's tagged me on the chest. And I looked down, there's one of those paper, the yellow and brown wasp, which I I think those sting people more than red wasps, really. Uh, Were these red wasps or are they like yellow and brown? Oh, these are all the yellow and yeah. Black or brown or whatever that other color is. Brown, I guess. Yellow jackets, right? I don't have a reaction. I'm glad. Um, Did you know that Indonesia just banned sex outside of marriage? Did you see that? No, I didn't. You you mentioned we were going to discuss Indonesia and I had no context as to why, so it's interesting. So, punishment up to a year in prison. Adultery was already illegal, which um, I don't know. How do you feel about that? There's a lot of people that, like I guess Bali is obviously a very touristy uh destination yep. and people there people that are vacationing there aren't you know maybe they're not married they're going to go do some boning on the beach now that's illegal they're concerned like, from a tour standpoint but what's the trade-off uh is it better for society i don't know what well, people are going to do it regardless yeah people are going to do it regardless um i guess why have they got is it because it's a I mean, I know Indonesia is predominantly Muslim. Is it a religious? It's got to be a religious thing, I guess, right? They have a really high rate of STDs. Like, is it Indonesia? Is that that Duarte guy that uh, also made it like punishable by death to deal drugs? I'm not sure about that. But it says the laws were passed with support from all political parties. No, I think that's the Philippines. I think the Duarte thing is the Philippines. Huh. Uh, man, I don't have anything on that. I'll be honest. I don't know. Um, it's interesting at the very least. Uh, okay. The big news of the day. Other than to say rampant, uh, the, the, the sexualized culture that we live in that has completely abandoned the idea that it is, you know, supposed to be an act under God within the bounds of a marriage is not good for the culture. Right. Well, I, but, I think all of that, you know, uh, you could just get on TikTok. A, a 10-year-old could get on TikTok and just be exposed to <clears throat> smut, essentially you know, one level right. down from pornography. I, I, but I also will say, um, I never think it's TikTok. the, it's never, the, yeah, no doubt. It's never the government's job as far as I'm concerned to, uh, make these sorts of things punishable, uh, you know, at, at a, criminal level. Like to me, the best course of action is the institu you know, is to support the family structure, the institution of marriage, and to try to teach with a healthy culture. So, you know, Unfortunately, <clears throat> in our country, the culture is telling us do these things. It seems like it would almost take an act of Congress to write to that ship. But um, you know, yeah. that's where church community and good parenting all <laughs> be the, uh, the go-to. I didn't have this in the notes, but it made me think of something I saw while I was in Nebraska about, uh, I think it was Schumer, the moron, saying that we need to legalize the 11 million illegal immigrants that are currently in the country because we have a Falling birth rate. Maybe don't kill babies.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. The irony. Uh, maybe don't kill babies and you won't have a falling birth rate. Just throw that out there. Also, though, I don't really... I think a falling birth rate's a good thing. Who cares? We, I'm mm-hmm. not like... Only- one of the people that needs like we need to depopulate the earth but we could take a step back and it wouldn't bother me uh you might look into some of the uh projections on that issue man um because what he described is what europe has been doing for 30 years that's not he's what he said is not like his own idea the approach in europe they've had the same problem they've become that you know they're, they're making one baby per two people in europe and have been for better part of half a century in the meantime they've opened the floodgates to uh, asylum seekers to immigration particularly from the middle east right uh you know those trying to flee wars many of which americans uh well nato allies are you know executing directly or at least funding Mm -hmm. indirectly anyway so they've got this um that's where that whole replacement theory comes into play you've got the demographics of those countries shifting and switching to where you know you've got like Sharia law being implemented in places like Sweden, right? At the community level. So here it's, uh, you know, immigration from south of the border there. It's same thing. Immigration from south of Europe, I guess, but same basic outcome. Mm. Um, yeah. So right they're they're, they're this is all. Oh, but why? Who cares if the population declines a little bit? Well, the main thing is that y- y- if you reach a point where you don't, okay. A healthy population has more young people than old people, right? Sure. And that's crucial because it's the young slash middle aged that carry the burden of burdens of society from a labor standpoint, from a revenue standpoint, taxes, you know, we, we've got this gigantic balloon of debt looming as the baby boomers enter, you know, our, well, they're already into retirement age. Right. And if we have fewer and fewer and fewer, you know, people being born, we have a smaller and smaller, younger generation to support these older generations. We're, we're upside down on every front, right? Like they, you know, I've actually seen the image of, of a pyramid, right? Like your, your age demographics should be pyramidal or your youngest are the base. And then, you know, your oldest are at the point. And if you flip that upside down and you've got more old people than young people to support them, you're, it's a recipe for disaster. So yeah. falling birth rates are, rates are bad. Okay. Well, I, well, you know, we're also at this point where there has to be a breaking point though, where we have too many people on the earth. I don't buy that. You don't think so? Nope. Okay. Fly across this country and look how much barren land there is. Well, wouldn't it be nice to keep some of it barren? Yeah, but it, dude, this is, I mean, <laughs> what you're describing is like the fundamental tension in our entire world right now, man. Like, are people a bad thing? The Bible tells that us go enough. forth. Right. The Bible tells us go forth and multiply. The left is telling us that there's too many of us and we need to depopulate. Make your shot. So if God is telling us to go forth and populate. And the left, the godless left, are saying depopulate. Where's that message coming from? Right. The devil. Right, no Sacri- Sacrifice him to ball. What about Elon? I mean, That's <laughs> the biggest news. What about um, eggs? What about eggs? <laughs> Ticket humor there. Uh So, I guess Friday Elon said he was going to publicize correspondence between the Biden at the time the Biden campaign campaign important to point yeah yep. so colluding with Twitter bef- before the election to censor basically a kind of pro conservative pro Republican prominent figures and I saw it firsthand I- I'm sure it wasn't just on Twitter it, Instagram won't release that information clearly because they're still in cahoots and Facebook the same I mean but Zuckerberg did admit uh, right. he already he admitted like, it yeah. they did it but now, I he saw, said the FBI told them which is right a bigger bombshell than this Twitter stuff right now to but, your point but my right. I've lived this because Instagram page 2020 it's growing 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 got to 145,000 followers here's the 2020 election cycle boom faucet turned off content not getting delivered and in two years the page hasn't grown it's actually lost a thousand followers so I'm like I'm still living that right Um, but now we know for a fact, and this is, this was with Twitter's, uh, the guy that he just fired, uh, their VP, um, talking about Jim Baker. No, no. This guy had like an Indian name, Muslim name. Uh, Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember his name. All of it is now public information, which I feel like we're living in this, uh, like I told you so daily, every day, every day. It feels like, yeah, just a, a Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day repeat of "I told you so." I haven't right? had one left. call me and apologize yet. Though, <laughs> don't hold your breath. <laughs> <coughs> the most interesting thing that's come out since Friday, the stuff on Friday, to me is like, well, duh. We know right, we knew obviously right. right now here it is public. And so now, but if you're on the left and you denied it now, you can't, it's here. It, this is all. actually. Oh, happened. they're still totally denying it. They're still saying that all that was, was a bunch of hunters. D pics They're pretending like it doesn't say anything <laughs> about his, his emails. Don't say anything about him taking money. And that Tony Bobolinski didn't go on television and share this all with us two years ago. Like they're like, I actually listened to there's somebody on the five Fox news is the five, right? That awful show that they have at 5. PM Eastern where they five, Idiots sit around pretending to debate, you know, where Juan Williams is the token leftist. And, but except now they have a new token leftist. It's some some chick. And she tried to dismiss the whole thing as a bunch of D picks. And I guess what's his name? Waters was like, uh, what about the part about the 10% for the big guy? And she goes, well, uh, I mean, you know, if there's anything like that, then I guess I'd like to see it. And it's like, you but it two years now, like it's Mm. it's there. Yeah. Our, our, (laughs) anyway. None of that was surprising to me, nor was the fact that it didn't get covered. If there's one part that's surprising to me, somebody I listened to yesterday pointed out, why did he wait till Friday evening at like 6 p.m. to release this information? That's the time of the week when the powers that be release information they don't want anybody to cover. You ever heard that? Mm, oh, yeah. Like like when the White House has bad news, they drop it at 5 p.m. So people aren't paying attention over the weekend. Because people are. That's right. And so it's like you want this to. Did you want this to get covered? Not that it would have anyway. It wouldn't make any difference necessarily. But gives me. You know, I have. I'm Elon skeptical. Uh, but just since yesterday, just uh yesterday, just since yesterday, I don't know exactly when this part dropped. Uh, A new batch. So so what Elon apparently has done is he's turned all of these records over to a guy named Matt Taibbi, who is a longtime journalist for the. I think he wrote for the Times for a while, definitely like the Rolling Stone. Uh, but he's like a true old school liberal journalist who calls balls and strikes and is not down with censorship or, you know, any of this stuff. Right. Yeah. That's the bottom line here is the violation of the First Amendment, which they did before he was even president. Only if the government was the government, not the campaign, but the government was instructing it. right? Well, they continue which, to do it once he was president. So. Well, right. And Saki has admitted that. And she, thankfully, I don't even remember if we've talked about this, but there's this lawsuit going on right now. Between the this this this, the states of Missouri and Louisiana have sued the Biden administration, the federal government, for colluding with big tech to uh, squash all kinds of information from Fauci. You know, Fauci's been deposed; he was made to look like a fool. Sackey tried to uh, claim executive privilege; the judge overruled that. She's going to be deposed probably this week, if not this week, next week. Uh, so, to your point, that yes, there's plenty of evidence of that. Zuckerberg admitted that the FBI told them to, to squash the Hunter Biden thing and then they tried to come back and say no we just had to watch out for
0: disinformation
1: but what's happened in the last day or so so Barry Weiss who was an editor at the New York Times and now does her own thing she's the one that we've talked about famously resigned Properly from the New York Times 90. yep yeah. that's right old school New York liberal she's the one that uh, famously resigned over there uh, leftist you know authoritarian blah 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 so sh- she's helping too. And um, are you hearing all this background noise? No. Good. Okay, cool. Uh, she uncovered in... So, like, what Elon apparently does is just dumped all this stuff over to these two. And so, they're the ones, like, going through it and pulling out what's relevant and what they think people need to know and just trying to digest it all and, you know, share it with the world. She caught that um, there was a reference in these emails to a guy named Jim. Jim was the ultimate decider. Jim was the general counsel, so, so top attorney for Twitter. Uh I guess below Vijaya Gade, who was the lady who went on she she's the she's she's evil. She was like the chief legal officer, but mm-hmm. um so below her, this guy Jim, he was the one making the calls on what to allow helping to craft this idea that this was hacked material and therefore they could use their company policies to, to, to block it, even though the laptop was left intentionally. With someone, anyway, uh, Jim turns out to be Jim Baker, former FBI attorney uh, general general counsel, who our listeners will recall from summer before last was the guy that um, that attorney uh, Sussman went to with the fake, uh, fake and fabricated data about Russian collusion. To get the FBI to investigate the Trump campaign in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Who which which they didn't they did then they then did, and that information got leaked to the media. Yeah, Jim Baker went from the FBI after getting mixed up in all of that uh and having to resign in disgrace. He went from there to Twitter and managed these policies and helped crush and squash this Hunter Biden stuff. And even in the last week or two, was trying under right under Elon's nose to keep he was editing out information and trying like Elon had said turn it all over and he was subversively he's in the redacting, yeah he's, he's pulling emails files. out <laughs> and when Elon found out about it he fired his ass yesterday so yeah. Jim Baker has been fired there is no more gatekeeper presumably to this information um, you want to hear KJP's take on it when she was asked about it yesterday Dude, listen to this it's great this is it's so
0: great Decisions were made appropriately in light of what has come out. Which decisions by whom? By Twitter. By Twitter on. Okay. So okay. look, we see this as a, a an interesting or a coincidence, if I may, that uh, uh, that he would so haphazardly, uh, Twitter was so haphazardly pushed this distraction. Uh That is a that is a full of uh, old news, if you think about it. Um, and uh, at the same time, Twitter is facing very real and very serious questions uh, about the rising volume of anger, hate and anti-Semitism on their platform and uh how they're letting it happen. And, uh, you know, the president said last week, more leaders need to speak out and reject this. And uh, it's a very alarming and very dangerous.
1: Let me deflect the answer. Uh, because I'm not gonna a- even address. We're gonna call that a coincidence and old news. Those were the terms she used there. But let's talk about the hate. Last time I saw, uh, Kanye was kicked off Twitter. Like uh, dude, that was the like like, like Twitter hasn't lie. like Twitter hasn't been the like I mean the devil's hate hateful playground since the day it was founded. Give me a break. Right. Like nothing is more hateful than a bunch of leftists on Twitter. Right? Give me give me a break. Yeah. The interesting thing about that to me. Which I've heard Bongino and some other people point out is when you go back to, the Clintons perfected the art of deny, 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 and then when you can no longer deny because the floodgates have broken open, call it old news. Yeah, and let's just get over it, right? From from their Watergate scandal, water no, uh, Whitewater, Whitewater scandal, that whole real estate debacle they were in involved in as governor bengazi of arkansas to to that to her emails uh to yeah monica lewinsky all of it right they dissemble they lie they they deflect they try to cover it up long enough that when the like right now dude two two years later your brother and your brother is one of them who was like well why do i care right it was a long time ago right why <laughs> why do, why do i care time. that there's A plethora of proof that Hillary Clinton's campaign fabricated the whole Russian collusion thing. It was like 2016. Who cares? It's a long time ago. Why do I care that, you know, you guys are election deniers? No, we've never said that they stole the election. But when this information comes out, maybe they didn't cheat at the polls, but they cheated. Like this is. Maybe they didn't. Maybe, right? Maybe. (laughs) I I don't see how Carrie Lane Kimlin is. I'm going to say, yeah, they probably stole that one. probably. Probably. I mean, the attorney general was uh, overseeing the election she was running for. The (laughs) governor-elect certified her own election. Yeah. Uh, That's neither here nor there. This is the move. Deflect it, kick it a can down the road as far as they can so that when they can no longer deny it, they can just call it old news and tell everybody to just get over it and forgive them for it. Right? (laughs) That's exactly where we're at now. And there are enough blind people in our country still... Who will be confronted with this, who, you know, will be able to suffer through the double think and, and just accept it. That, yeah, 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 it was it, okay. They, they, they how did you, as didn't, an American, it was think was that, that, that was okay. They genuinely thought that this was hacked material. They genuinely thought it was fabricated. By, I did, mean, I looked, uh, there was a Wall Street Journal article about it yesterday that, um, interestingly, the headline indicated that, that the, okay, so there, if there were 50, Former CIA, FBI, NSA, etc., intelligence officials who came out and called the Hunter thing Russian collusion, Russian Russian disinformation. Right. That Wall Street Journal ran cover for them yesterday, maybe the day before, with a headline that said that the Twitter files proved that the FBI that these that these these uh, deep state officials were mistaken. No, no, they proved they were lying. Right, they weren't mistaken. Right. Yeah. But then you read the article, and the Wall Street Journal, to their credit, was a little bit more hostile. With these individuals, Jim Baker being one of them, um, a whole bunch of former mostly Obama administration officials, James Clapper, et cetera, et cetera. There they were a little bit more like, yeah, it kind of seems like these guys were covering up this intentionally, right? But they, they clearly manipulated the headline. But I read the, some of the comments, right? And, and I, I was disgusted to find, and, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe they're bots. Maybe they're deliberate trolls. I don't know. But half of them were like, this information can't be corroborated. There's evidence on the laptop that the that the Republicans like doped it up, like duped, you know, added information to it. Yeah. And I'm like, ABC News finally, after two years of denying it, it was either ABC or NBC. was it? Didn't they profit up to twenty one million dollars off of the China stuff, the Biden family? Yes, that's what I just read. Right, yeah, dude, and and they were in under investigation. And, then, and, and here we have Trump is taking us far and farther and farther away from chinese dependence, and then the first thing biden does is jump back into bed with them oh well okay you made 20 million dollars off of them recently of course you're going to do dude, that there were Ukra- there were smoking guns in that thing about the corruption in ukraine and here we are we've spent 100 billion dollars sending stuff to ukraine right like yeah no dude <laughs> you don't <laughs> okay i saw a poll that now, said the, 14 you know whole- percent of voters would have changed their vote if they knew about this if, if they if they had believed this to be true when the right. election came 14%, that's a landslide yeah. in an election. Right. You know, you know the you know how old all feel about polls, but for, I mean, old, if it's even close, you know, for, right. if it's eight or if it's 14, it doesn't matter. It's a landslide of a for victory for Trump. The old meme of the conspiracy theorist in his basement with all these photographs and news articles and like red stringed, like looking like a crazy maze, mm. spider, spider web type. This is, you don't, this is a pretty straight red line. Like it's just one like nice straight string that ties all of this corruption together. It's not that complicated. It's not, like it's it's real easy if to parse it out. If we had control of the House and the Senate, wouldn't he be impeached by now? Um no, because Mitch McConnell's already squashed that idea. No need to I do that. He's a douche. That dude's a that dude's uh Herschel yeah. lost the Georgia runoff by party. The way. Hack. Yeah. I told you what happened. You said no. Let's make a bet. I think you owe me something nice. I'm getting a nice gift from you. I'll have to go back through our text because you wanted a nice pair of binoculars out of the deal. Mm -hmm. I haven't decided. And 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 then then there was no response. So I've thought about it three times, including like two days ago. And I'm just like, I guess we don't have a bet. We'll have to go back. You didn't even reply to it. I I do not believe that to be accurate. I'll go back and verify. But uh, I think you definitely didn't offer whatever you would like. uh, I, I said, I'll think about what i want i'm still thinking Well, equal to value and you said you know the discounted price that you get from vortex on the things not the msrp so i'll find out what that is but uh i'm gonna be getting a nice christmas gift from chisholm um what what is uh this happened when i was in nebraska and i didn't really pay much attention to it but it's all over the news and there's memes and blah 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 what is balenciaga what is that the like linciaga person? is like a high-end uh purse and fashion company like uh louis vuitton that type of thing okay so not like the gap <laughs> <laughs> the gap yeah it's the uh the kim kardashian version of the gap <laughs> oh. what is it so what are they into like uh sex trafficking or child porn or what's going on there it seemed like there was some sexual Distasteful sexual things going on They, they definitely have some very high ranking People who seem to be into Paganism and satanism huh. uh, I'm not sure about the, s- the Trafficking part but it certainly wouldn't Shock me well, Why are they in the news uh, what did they do Yeah um, they had an ad campaign uh, For Christmas For Christmas Showing four year old children Holding teddy bears In BDM- BDSM gear Huh Uh, and looking battered and bruised, the children had like, they put like black eye makeup on their faces and, in one, there's a child clutching a BDSM doll, bear, teddy bear, uh, laying on a couch and all over the table is a bunch of like empty wine glasses. And basically they made it look like the kid had been drugged and abused. And the only solace this poor child had was this doll. So somebody obviously here. is doing this kind of stuff, and yeah. they're just trying to normalize it. Is basically what it is. It's it's bad. It's it's bad. Um. Oh. Yeah, okay. and oh. you know, yeah. You know, uh, one of the points I've seen, like, uh, you know, the Babylon b and libs of TikTok get banned. Uh, you know, Iv- Ivana Trump gets kicked out of out of Neiman Marcus or Nordstrom's or wherever she used to have her stuff, simply for the fact that nobody likes her dad. Um All of these entities get shunned um, by these leftist celebrities, and then their favorite apparel brand gets tagged with this mess, and they're like, we're going to have to rethink our relationship with these guys. <laughs> it's like, it seems like it's pretty clear what them, you should like do. You run from all of these other things that are... They've got a lot less... uh They've got a lot... A lot more grace for Balenciaga's child abuse, dude. Even just taking the pictures, right? Putting a four-year-old, dressing them up like they've been beaten, asking them to look sad, look like they've been to behave as though they've been beaten, um, to surround them with a bunch of adult paraphernalia, and to give them a freak teddy bear and BDSM gear. That it's like it. It's not like they were just depicting child abuse. Mm-hmm. It was child abuse, right? I mean, we know what happens to Hollywood to you know what are they child stars right like just that world yeah, a lot of them get raped by michael jackson well right just that world screws them up for life dude michael jackson is the tip of the iceberg do you know the story this of Corey? Is, uh, Do you know also, about the coreys cory Haim and cory feldman yeah yeah those are the two they i'm were, talking about he, they were he was little rapey from, with them they were dude i'm not just not just jackson man like they'd go to these hollywood parties and they'd get passed around like party favors by executives and producers and directors and other actors dude like look that stuff up sometime man well you've also indoctrinated the kids in this photo shoot to, to normalize this like to them like oh yeah you, you know of course you were and this is, this is they they asked you to do these things well yeah you've just been indoctrinated to think that this is normal so that's pretty perverse uh, gross 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 hopefully it ruins their business doubt it will their sales will probably go up i hope let's talk about some nice. good news. The uh, military finally is is going to uh, withdraw their vaccine mandate. Woohoo yeah, that's a big one. um part of a i think a defense spending bill, which is the uh, downside of it. Let's see I had no they should reinstate anyone who resigned with back pay. They won't, but they should military vaccine i bounced that off mickey the other day he was like Pro- probably all of those guys have moved on with their lives and are much happier just in civilian life and wouldn't go back anyway but they should have the opportunity if they want it i'm looking this up so i can get a little bit more detail about what exactly the trade-off here was congress is poised to force the pentagon to end the military's coronavirus vaccine mandate under compromised legislation to authorize funding for the defense department a major capitulation for Democrats who champion the policy despite sharp controversy in the ranks over its implementation. Picture of a young thin fit man getting his jab. Mm. Republican lawmakers threatened to stymie action on the $858 billion bill incorporated into the legislation in apparent defiance of the defense secretary Lloyd Austin who quote supports maintaining the vaccine mandate. God, it's so incredible, dude. Why are they still?
0: Uh.
1: Um so yeah that i mean that's but give it to them, man the republicans took a stand here um you know providing a trillion dollars to the defense department is certainly something that they all love to do cuz you know they get 5% kickback on every dollar that they send mm-hmm. uh so you know to say we're not doing this anymore got to give them credit good job guys and gals I'll give them credit when they offer the back pay option and reinstatement. Because that's what should happen. So Cruz apparently is working on that. And um, we shall see. Um, all right, let's 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 end it with a little humor here from Senator. I can go John. a bit longer. Okay. Well, let's play this anyway, because it's funny. And this is actually a very smart man. He sounds like a redneck. But uh, I don't know what got him fired up about Kale. But it's worth listening to. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't like kale.
0: These woke, high IQ, stupid people. They're easy to recognize. They hate George Washington. They hate Thomas Jefferson. They hate Doctor Zeus, and they hate Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> these, these woke, high IQ, stupid people. They walk around. They walk around with Ziploc bags of kale that they can eat to give them energy. Now, if you want to eat kale, that's up to you. I don't eat kale. You know why? Because kale tastes to me like I'd rather be fat. (laughs) And these high IQ stupid people, the Wokers in charge in Washington, D.C., the berserk wing of the democratic party. They hyperventilate on their yoga mats. If if you use the wrong pronoun, they're all over Washington DC.
1: I don't know why he was fired up, but I liked it a lot. <laughs> was he, was that in the Senate or like on TV or something? Uh, he's giving a speech. I don't know where, I mean, where it is, but probably, yeah, it looks like it's a, looks like it's like at a convention. I applaud that speech. Uh, Kale, kinda gross, not gonna lie. Especially if you're just walking around with a Ziploc bag. Uh I know my my brother likes a good kale salad, so we'll just leave it at that. I like kale. Eh. Pass. <laughs> Give me a steak. <clears throat> uh, can I can I not have a piece of steak and some kale? I mean, I I guess if you want to I call it settling. It's just, you're settling. Like it doesn't, it's doesn't not that it's not good. We can all pretend like, oh kale is so delicious. It isn't. It's not good, dude. If you saute it in some oil and throw a little apple cider vinegar in that stuff, it's great. Great. <laughs> I guess I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Aaron did ask me to steam some cabbage though this week. I might do that. I like cabbage. Uh, that's one thing my grandfather passed down to me. He likes cabbage, and uh, but I like to try, I, you know, obviously I put bacon in it. So, of course, mm. throw some of bacon course. in the kale too. All right, well. Saute it in bacon grease instead of oil you your, I mean, next level. I'll never know. <laughs> I, at, at this point, it's just this, its a stance against uh, wokeism I'm going to take. I'm just not going to eat kale. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that's all I got for today. That was it? You I thought it? you had a way longer run list than that. No, I mean, we've gotten through everything. We, we didn't really hit on the Georgia bet enough because apparently uh, I never told you what I wanted. But I will let you know uh you're never gonna hook me up with those binos are you you lost the bet just in general and who's surprised are we actually are we even surprised i'm not you apparently would have were surprised you made you made the bet but i knew that the republicans it's so weird too because of how bad that fat racist bitch lost the governorship uh, race but um she got destroyed Stacey abrams how do they yeah. how do they keep voting blue for the Senate? I don't I don't get it. I do I think I mentioned this last week, but there's been a good long track record now of s- conservative states voting for Republicans at the state level and then for some reason sending these uh big government democratic lefties to to you know, DC. I, I don't I don't know, man. It was close. I don't know. It was like a point. Yep. Yeah. I don't get it i don't Too get bad it is but it. as they called him, uh they the walkers can all be happy that the uh uncle tom didn't get in that's what they call him <laughs> <laughs> they call him a modern day slave and an uncle tom he's doing the white man's bidding uh, meanwhile the guy who won who's a alleged christian pastor is talking about how much jesus would approve of abortion Oh, dude. There's one other thing since you said you have a minute. Uh, did you see? Oh, I wish I had the, the clip. Um, who is the, uh, the tranny? Uh, what is it? Health? Rachel Levine. That, that person. Mm. Well, I don't know what it is, but, uh, she was calling people that are speaking out against, uh, transgender ideals that they're not following the science. <laughs> did you see that? that? That was like yesterday. I saw this. Yeah. It's like, uh, smoke and mirrors. Look, look what we're the ones not actually following the science, but we can paint you as bigots and say you don't follow the science. Well, they have turned science into a religion. It's a joke. Yeah. I mean, they really have like trust the science. Well, the science says the you have a pecker, it, right? Like we've talked about before. That's not even what science is, right? They mm. uh, the, 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 follow the science. Even the phrase "follow the science," right? Fauci said said a million times, "We're going to follow the science." I'm going to follow Jesus. That's what following means, right? <laughs> that's not what science is. <laughs> uh, hey, the ter- but they've turned the the term "follow the science" into a, to me. When I think about it, I just laugh because it means whatever whatever the science is, and yeah. you're telling me follow the science. I'm going to look the exact opposite direction, and that's probably right. where some truth lies. Oh, like yes. Okay, so yesterday the news broke that the Trump organization was convicted in criminal court of tax fraud. So if you'll Google that, you'll find that to their credit, because they really couldn't avoid it. Every newspaper from the Washington post to the times, to Fox, to all of them, the headline said Trump organization convicted of criminal tax fraud. So a friend of mine who just likes to antagonize this, sends us this link. And I was like, so, what does that mean? Like, their accounting system got arrested? Their... Like, the building? Like, is Trump Tower under arrest? What is the organi- Who Who got convicted right. as a human, right? Clearly, I, I saw one try to, like, manipulate it and be like, Trump organization owned by the Trump family. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but is Trump going to jail? Right. Is Don Jr. going to jail? Name me a and then it, to the, the Washington Post said, uh, you know, several top executives identified. They don't have the Trump family on, on any of this. Mm-hmm. After seven years of trying to destroy these people, the best they could come up with was, you know, and, and this is all in the state of New York, where, oh, by the way, two prosecutors resigned last year. Calling it a witch hunt against Trump and saying two leftist New York prosecutors were like, we can't take part in this anymore. Because they're just trying to find Letitia James, the attorney general. There has said her whole objective in her campaign was to get reelected to take out Donald Trump. And the best yeah. they can come up with is to is that the Trump organization is in trouble. So you I saw know. Don Don Jr. post something today. He was like, "When the media is, you know, all covering one story, try to look for the story they're trying to distract you from." Yeah, I have had conversations with many people that vote on the left and they throw out the fact that trump is like some kind of tax evasionist like as this this huge thing that this huge black mark on the dude like isn't every american trying to and and, and they said that this is the organization but isn't every american (sighs) trying to i don't want to say cheat but try to find any loophole where they can pinch a penny on their taxes i know i office out of the house i can like my wi-fi everything all of it if there's, a, if there's a place for me to write it off or a percentage of it, I'm doing that. Who isn't trying to do that? Everybody is. Exactly. But the leftist, uh, the word I forgot earlier, cognitive dissonance words. Yeah. Leftist cognitive dissonance would say, well, what I'm doing is you know, what's important uh, for, for me. And you know, it's, it's, it's okay because the law covers it. But when he does it, it's, uh, it's tax evasion and, he, and he's a criminal, right? We're so, going to witch hunt him for seven years. Right. Everybody else should have to pay half of their income to taxes, but you know, but, but I get to use all the different loopholes that I can because, uh, well, that's just fair. Meanwhile, Kinda like, and Biden's I'm going $20 million I'm gonna, from China and they don't care. They're like, Oh, it's not even, that's not even true. I'm going to take a little shot at, uh, at a demographic that we would normally never do this to, but, um, I do it all the time. Actually, our agriculture industry, a lot of pretty staunch conservatives across the, uh, great plains of this country uh the fertile fields that are um staunchly republican small government types until it comes to their ag subsidies hmm. and then they're like give me give me give me we make all the food we deserve this sometimes it's it's cheaper just to not harvest it and just call it a, a insurance loss that happens a lot and those insurance yeah. companies are basically just government subsidies i'm looking at all this cloning totally i'm like subsidies. What's wrong with this corn? Oh nothing. It was cheaper just to call it a loss. Oh, by the way, they don't have to pay minimum wage to laborers either. Do you know that?
0: uh uh-uh.
1: Yeah. They they can pay half. Half of minimum wage. And we wonder why there aren't any American citizens doing those jobs. Well, Bill Gates owns all of it now. <clears throat> Most of it. Uh I don't think I have anything else for today. So uh four. Chisholm cook i'm cable smith thank you for tuning into episode 105 of justified pursuit we'll do it again next week give us a uh review five stars please or at least four but mostly five on uh where are we on apple podcast yeah need to get our spotify fixed send me that link again Chisholm, because mickey said he'd help us out on that you sent it to me and then it expired so uh sorry mickey i will get that to you uh yep thanks for tuning in we'll do it again next week God bless and happy holidays. Oh, no. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Look past the distractions. Tell
0: me a soul Now go ahead. Spin it out on all the clothes that I got. Cause all the geeks that I made, they had a coolie.